This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am so excited. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping or clicking on our conversation with Louis Capaldi. We are in a new era of Louis. Plus, there's a lot of life that's been lived between today and Louis's last appearance on our show. It's been years, so there's so much to get to. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Louis Capaldi, a gem, a gift, a blessing, and a true person and an incredible talent so excited hello beautiful human my name is zach that is dan we welcome to the studio louis capaldi we're back new studio let's go (laughs) amazon baby feels good it feels like a warm hug (sighs) and a nice moist warm pocket (laughs) whatever that means you show up early to things, and for that I thank you. Thank you, no, thank you for for allowing us to come in, and and hang out and be here and talk about myself for an hour. I it's hearing you talk about yourself brings me serious joy, thank mainly you. because we've you. Okay, I don't even know where to begin, but I also know where to begin. You got to understand something: the greatest show I've ever seen at the Troubadour, yeah, ever was you. That is very kind of you. Do you know how many artists pl- played the Troubadour? Yeah, 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 for sure. I had my first panic attack after the Troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I think it just was very intense. I was signing autographs after, and then I just had a panic attack. I thought I was dehydrated, mm. and then I had to pay this doctor to come out and be like, yeah, you're fine. It's all in your head. It's all in my head. But there you go. So it's a spe- that's a special day for me. <laughs> a special day for Thanks me. Thanks for bringing it back up, Zach. <laughs> now but, I get to remember my panic. But was that a panic attack that was derived or connected to the success you were having? Yeah, I think I have. That's my anxieties derived and connected to the success I'm having. All of it. I never used to be. Well, I was. I've always been an anxious person, but it's spilled over into like. Well, now I actually have things to be anxious about. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. So it's like one of those things, but I've got um, I've got better with it. But it's just about it's it. Listen, we take it day by day, and uh, we learn a lot about ourselves along the way. Some good, some bad. We go to therapy. We pay money for someone to tell us about our feelings. We pay a lot of money for someone to tell us about our feelings. <laughs> Too much money, you might say. It's quite a lot more than I expected. I would ever be paying anybody to do anything. But um, but we're here and we're alive and we feel good to be alive. And it's beautiful to be here on the Zach Sang Show. It is a blessing to be alive. It is a blessing to be present. A lot to unpack there in the first couple of minutes. (laughs) This is a downside to fame. Yes. In making art. It is. It's one of the few downsides, let's be honest. I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad to be famous. But but the truth is, 
you can have all the money in the world, and yes, you can manage what you're going through a little bit better, yeah. and have the money and the flexibility to have professionals tell yes. you what you may already know, or yes. unpack things that have been collecting dust. Of course, yeah, yeah, collecting dust is and, good, yeah. And that's a blessing. That is a blessing, yeah. Thank God for money. Let's let that's put it. That's, uh, <laughs> thank God for cold hard cash. Um, yeah, no, I totally. Do you know what? It's one of these things that. Sure, it's 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 a downside to it, but if the the price to pay of me getting to live out my dreams is that sometimes I'm a bit anxious and I'm a bit twitchy, I'll I'll gladly and sometimes guys call me fat on Twitter, mm. but like, like sometimes <laughs> I as well. That's another thing. The three downsides: anxiety, being a bit twitchy, and bald men saying that I have a bad haircut on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? It's always the bald guys. Yeah. But um, those are very three very small prices to pay for. You know, getting to do this and, and getting to live out my dream. But what is your dream making music and sharing your voice, or is your dream making music and sharing your voice to the biggest possible crowd? I think just making music is mine and playing live for me. Um, the biggest crowd thing, see, right now that we've got here, I want to stay here for as long as possible because I've got a mortgage now. It's <laughs> crippling. You have obligations, you have therapy to pay yeah, for? Yeah, I've got therapy to pay for. But. I don't expect this to last forever. Like, I don't expect us to be at this level for for as long as, say, like an Ed Sheeran or something like that. Or, or like, a Beyonce who's like 25 years deep. I, I, don't, I don't see myself in that sort of sphere. I see myself as, right, right now we're playing these shows and they're going really well. And we're managing to play to all these people and play arenas and stuff like that. And that's great. But I think I don't want to be famous forever. Mm. And I'm not like super, super famous right now. In the UK, obviously, it's a lot more, I'd say, intense. But I think I would like I like I would like to play music forever. But I don't have to be playing music at this level forever. Do you think if you let go of fame, you let go of some of the baggage that causes everything we're going through? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You've hit the nail on the head there, Zach. <laughs> and why don't I give it up? Because I like the money. <laughs> and do you know what? A little bit, like, a, bit, a little bit of me likes being famous. <laughs> but even though there is so much of a curse with it. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes, do you know what else is good? What? Sometimes girls let me kiss them because I'm famous. <laughs> so, and then they break your heart and you make songs about it. Yeah, but I don't like to talk about that. But <laughs> that bit makes me feel sad. But no, uh, but yeah, no. Look, but it is like a cycle. If you really want to yeah, like yeah, yeah. analyze it a little bit, yeah, for sure. And listen, being like all joking aside, yes, I think that a lot of my anxiety is derived from being all of it. Probably, if I stop tomorrow, I'd be I'd probably a less anxious person. But also, I feel like right now, this is I want to do this. Do you know what I mean? Just because, totally. like, just because it makes me, and not always, just sometimes it makes me feel a bit anxious. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm constantly. I think. It's sometimes bad Like I get quite twitchy When there's cameras on Or we're doing things And people assume I'm like that 24-7 I'm not I'm yeah. kind of like mm. When I get excited I'm quite like I get a bit like Yeah you get, I, I get that Yeah anxious And all the rest of it I'm like thinking So I, I, a lot of people think I'm kind of like this Or not like this But like I'm anxious all the time Because of it But it's actually just You see these Small clips Of my entire life Do you know what I mean This is like Even this today Is like an hour out Of my entire Life Do you know what I mean It's nothing So it's like yeah And people kind of like to Extrapolate that And go oh he's, he's really um, You can see he's really suffering He shouldn't be any of that. No 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 I, I'm fine I'll let you know if I'm suffering <laughs> Don't worry And my therapist is getting an earful So don't worry about that <laughs> I'm all good But like I think it's that thing of like You have to just um, 
yeah, you take the group, the rough with the smooth. I do want to do this, and I do want to play these shows and all the rest of it. And I do like, I like where I am in my life just now, for just now. Do you know what I mean? You just gave me goosebumps because I, (laughs) I really, I respect your honesty and your transparency right now because. one fame is in your control and you understand that this is temporary it is not permanent and when you want it to end it's up to you yeah I could stop this tomorrow yeah but I'm not going to (laughs) (laughs) because I do because there is this part of you that is like this is quite a it's like a dopamine hit 100% do you know what I mean like when someone comes up and goes oh I love your music on the street or whatever it's like oh that feels really good do you know what I mean so I think um, and as and, and as, as it's also a byproduct of getting to play to like you say as many people as possible right now do you know what I mean do you feel calm on stage uh, no not always I'll, sometimes yes again it depends on the day like my my anxiety or my t- Tourette's is really dependent on like a, mul- a multitude of factors but like it kind of it just depends on the day like mm-hmm. th- like I could be I could wake up tomorrow and feel horribly anxious and there's no other reason for it than it was it's tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? like or I could wake up today and feel super calm and then have these little flare ups and stuff like that but it's not like it's not a yeah it's not like uh I'm trying to cut back on how, how often I say like, by mm. the way, so just bear with me. <laughs> it's not a... Yeah, it's it's one, not one of those things that goes away when I'm yeah. singing. I, I think when I'm singing, it's... it's, it's, it's oh, I almost did it again. <laughs> when I'm singing, it's me kind of like... Because I'm focusing so... I said like again. Because I'm focusing so much on something else. Um, yeah, it kind of kind of tempers it, but mm-hmm. I think... Um, for the most part it's just the luck of the draw like do you know what I mean one day I could be mm-hmm. really anxious and one day I could feel like a hundred bucks where were we at well I want to I want to get into the album that has a title longer than the last yeah okay yep God bless you yeah <laughs> and God bless everybody who has to say it I'm so nervous because the last one it really gave me it's a mouthful oh it's too much yeah 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 for sure as somebody who speaks and says these things all the time yeah you're, you're, you're a professional talker oh it's horrendous and it was hard for you oh yeah yes. yeah yeah exactly do you know what I mean <laughs> I'm, I'm really nervous about it but I'm excited for the album mm-hmm. when you you made this in the exact same setting as you made your first one yep which when you look at that now knowing what that album sounds like and we don't yeah was that a blessing or a curse um well it depends if the album does well or not if it was if it goes if the album goes really well it's a blessing if it bombs <laughs> it was a curse but um i think for me it was just about this record i wanted to i mean first of all i couldn't travel and do it in loads of other places i was kind of made to yeah. make it in the same situation because COVID. COVID. There was this thing that happened, Dan. I don't know if you heard about it. I haven't. Yeah, it's a uh, pandemic. Oh. Really bad. <laughs> Lot, lots of stuff went down. Fuck. It was a whole thing. Sounds I'll scary. I'll fill you in after. Okay. But not great. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, for me and for the guys who have made the first album with, it was just like a nice thing to be like, all right, well, we need, we need to occupy ourselves somehow. And, and that was making this record. We did a lot of it over Zoom. We did a lot of it in Airbnbs with the same people. But my, my aim for this record was to make the same thing. Not like the same thing necessarily, but I didn't want to, you know, switch up the sound too much. I feel like I was just hitting my stride. 
The last two songs I wrote for my last album were Someone You Loved and Before You Go. And those were... Those were the biggest songs. Yeah. Yeah, those are the, a lot of... Some, in America especially, it might be the only songs people have heard of us, which is amazing. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think, yeah, I was just kind of wanted to kind of pull that thread a little bit more and follow that. I mean, and there is some like, forget me, like the first single was, sounds a bit different because mm-hmm. it's upbeat. But in general, the album is very, very similar to... The first one, and, but I mean, it, it sounds better because the label gave us more money to make it <laughs> this time around. We didn't, didn't have quite the shoestring budget this time around, but it was like, okay, you made us some money. Like, I mean, they still didn't give us lots. <laughs> yeah, but cons- more considering how much money we made them on the last one, they didn't give us a lot. <laughs> but um, you but and yeah. the Beatles making money for capital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, so, if it um, ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes, that was my uh, mo going into this. Was like. I like making this music People responding well to it I want to continue doing that And then the third record I'll do my rap album <laughs> yeah. Forget Me is still a departure From the last two songs That you wrote for the last yeah, album Yeah of course of course It's It's, it's Slightly It's got a jaunty little tone It's a jaunty little tune It makes you move Yeah it makes you move Makes your shoulders I mean my shoulders move anyway I've got to rest um, <laughs> My shoulders are constantly moving um, And my eyebrows um, I, so, so I feel uh, bad laughing at that. Listen, brother, uh, you go, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> that's 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 a saying we have in Scotland. Um, but yeah, no. So it's a, it's a toe tapper. There you go. Much more inclusive. Um, it's a toe tapper, and uh, yeah, I love it. It's my favourite. I think for for me, putting forget me out first was because I didn't want any like. I feel like a bit of a flag in the sand, being like, right, we're back now, and this is like, the rest of the album is ballads. I've got loads I've got ballads coming at my arse it's like <laughs> we are fucking full of oh sorry I can swear yeah yeah Louis Thompson was effing he was effing and Jeff you're, you're cool yeah he yeah looking yeah <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit um, I'll stop I'll, I'll stop shy of the C word thank, okay. thank you I won't do that one thanks yeah. <laughs> so um, what was I talking about the song the music the music that I make yeah, yeah. so yes that was um, forget me mm-hmm. John T a little tune I think for me it was like a flag in the sand. The ballads are fucking are still there on the on the album, but forget me, yeah, it just kind of naturally. I was actually trying to copy, and I'll say copy, um, somebody, somebody else by. I was about to say someone you loved it. Uh, I know I was trying to copy somebody else by the nine seventy five. I was driving and listening to it, and I had that sort of beat. I mean, it doesn't sound like that now, <laughs> but I was just kind of. I wanted something that had that sort of like driving beat that theirs had, and then we ended up being a lot. My songs faster than that, but um, I think. Yeah, it just felt like a nice. We were very scared to put that one as the first single as well because it was it was because it is slightly different. I but mean, it, it was the right decision. Do you, I hope you think that? Have you heard? Oh. Well, we've got some other songs. <laughs> I'm really excited to listen to the whole album. I haven't heard the whole because thing because of Forget Me. Well, yeah, and that's yes. It yes. was the right it, it, yeah to come out of the gate with another ballad. I think would have made it hard for you to, to then Where come with Forget Me. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. And that was the thing. Ed Sheeran was quite big on that. We were we've chatted a lot over lockdown, Ed and I, and he was talking about um, coming with something that's a bit different, slightly different. And then people are like, "Oh, like so it will split people." Some people will be like, "I hate this." Some people be like, oh, this is quite an interesting thing, but they're still going to be interested in the next single. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you think back when he did on a second record anyway, you think like, Ed did sing, and then he came out thinking out loud and all the rest of it was the massive tune. And then Adele rolling in the deep was a bit of a departure. And then 
someone, comes with, yeah, someone like you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it gives them a taste of something new, and then it gives you what you know and yeah, love. Yeah. And then give us, give us the juicy bits. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us the juicy bits. Are you writing this album lyrics first or production first? Uh, kind of a mixture. I kind of, I like, I like to write down a lot of lyrics. I mean, it's the same thing as everyone I think says, but like writing down a lot of lyrics as I'm sort of going about my life. And then coming back to them in a session and being like, I've got this idea for a song or whatever. But um, but yeah, it's usually melody or lyric-led. Do you know what I mean? It's never... Mm. We kind of this time round, it was like, oh, let's mess about with this synth and this other sound and whatever. But it was one of those things like, I think a, if, you know a song's good if you can take out all the production and it's just, it stands up on piano and vocal so it was that for me was like let's just do that let's not kind of fanny about too much with like you know bringing in synths and oh. all the rest of it we tried it and we had some like varying success with it but for the most part it's it's for me it's like you have to be able to just hear this song bare bones nothing else for it to be in terms of the music i make i think um for it to stand up it has to stand up as bit and its purest form. Otherwise, there's no point in having it on the record. I've been saying that to people for years, and I feel like I'm crazy when yeah, I yeah. say that. Like the mm. greatest songs of all time, with yeah. absolutely nothing, sound amazing. Yeah, exactly, 100. percent Strip just to the story. Yeah, strip that down. That's strip, strip that down for for me. Yeah, strip that down. Shout out, you Liam. know I love it when the music stops. <laughs> strip that down with me, baby. <laughs> Come on! This album, <laughs> this album is officially finished. It's done. And how many songs is it? Twelve. And it is about a, another failed relationship, or it's about a multitude of things. But that is maybe perhaps the cardinal stone. Yeah, um, a failed relationship. It just talks a lot about my mental health. Um, respect. Talk, thank you. Respect on respect to you too. <laughs> uh, it talks a lot about yeah, just it's loads of things. But for me, it was like uh, th this is quite um, it's a bit maybe a bit more introspective than the last one because of that. Because I didn't want to write an album about being famous because it's hard to have sympathy for and that's this is bad, I think. But no one wants to hear a famous person go, "Oh, my life's really fucking hard and it's tough and etc." I saw a video of Phineas. On TikTok, like two days ago, like he was saying, the reason loads of artists are cancelling their tour because of their mental health is because touring f sucks and it's like really hard and all the rest of it. And then I looked and I was like, I agree with you, Phineas, there. Good job, my man. You go, Phineas, right? Yeah. And then I look at the comments and people are like, oh, I find it hard to like listen to a celebrity talk about this and I feel bad for them. And I'm like, I, I get that. I completely understand that, but I do feel like it's a shame because at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're all like human. Mm -hmm. That's and I think that's the thing. But um, so a lot of this album is more less me talking about how great my life is because I'm famous, and more talking about like trying to be like on a human level. How do I feel? Because I don't want to like be like to people. I'm all. I got on a private jet and it was awful. Like, do you know what I mean? And it, there was turbulence, like something like. <laughs> no, but I, I don't want. But I bought a hat there on, on the one. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I want it to be like <laughs> on a human level. Like we are. Like I keep saying, like so. That's doing it. But um, yeah, I want to try and find it. Like we're the same. The common denominator. Which, by the way, like yeah. what you've been going through. That yes, has brought on been brought on by a bunch of different things in your life. Mm -hmm. Fame being one of them. He's incredibly relatable and understood by 
millions and millions and millions and millions of other people. Yeah, absolutely. And managing mental health and understanding it and releasing that stigma through even uncovering it or, or just exploring it through art in any yeah. way yeah. to any degree mm-hmm. helps release that stigma and I, I, I honestly like I I've been f- trying to avoid going to the doctor mm-hmm. but my left eye twitches constantly and it triggers into my arm Yeah, and the only reason I'd even I even thought about going uh-huh. was because of you coming out. Welcome to the family, bro. And, and talking <laughs> about your diagnosis. Come on and swim in the Tourette's pool. And, it, and it's triggered so deeply by anxiety. Yeah, it's mental. Yes. It's crazy. And that's the thing. You should go get checked for it. Because I never even, I never even like suspected that. I mean, I'm quite a hypochondriac, so I just thought I was dying. But like, <laughs> like immediately twitch. I'm dying. It's over. Yeah. Funeral over. plans. Right, see you later. <laughs> I'm out. Peace out. Michael Jackson, this is it. You know what I mean? Is that bad? No, that's fine. Uh, yeah. um, no, but yeah, I think him. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, so when they told me, I was like, oh, that's mad. But, <laughs> you got <guys are> smart. <laughs> so bad. When they told me, when they told me, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, because I, then I think back to when I was a kid. I like that deep breath. I'm d- d- deep yeah. breath there. I do that all the time. And I used to do it when I was younger. And my dad used to go, fucking stop doing What is that? Stop doing that. And I just managed to stop it. But like, even the twitches I have now, they come and go. Like, I'll go. Over summer, I didn't. Well, I did twitch, but it wasn't bad for two months. So it's like it, it ebbs and flows. But I just noticed all these little things when they said it. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, that makes absolute 100%. Like, I just, like, something clicked, but... Do you feel like you've been given clarity? Um, no, because I still don't know. They go, unfortunately, there's no cure. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, here's this thing that we can do nothing about. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a bomb to just plant <laughs> yeah. and walk away here's, from. Here's, but here's a little diagnosis for you. Um, we can do nothing about it. Uh, enjoy. You take that away with you. Um, so, yeah, it's, but the, my, my thing is now, it's, like, trying to handle my general anxiety... Get it down to a level. So I've taken like sertraline, or I've been on that. Got it. That makes me feel well. It, it makes it made me feel better for a bit, but it also, um, how do I say this? <laughs> it makes it hard to climax. I okay. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. That's going up and up and up. And then and you up, never. And it never comes down. <laughs> and it just keeps going up and up. So that that was an issue. Um, it also made it uh, just decreased libido in general. Interesting. And obviously, a sex machine like myself, I was. Um, <laughs> that's just not going to fly. Uh, yeah. And I, there's too many young ladies out there <laughs> clamoring that that, that 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 would be hard done by if I was to take away my libido. Um, uh, this is genuinely the most unhinged interview I've ever done. But <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But I love it. Uh, uh, <laughs> so um so yes my that the my libido and then so I still take that because um, you got to keep it in check somehow of course, uh, of course. I'm like whoa now boy um, uh, <laughs> but I think uh, and then I, and then I recently got medical cannabis drops I was I was literally gonna say like has that done because the wrong strain of cannabis can ruin yeah could I mean could t- throw you off a cliff well I took. Like I took the drug. I, I don't smoke weed. Mm. Never really have. Well, I never have. Not never really have. I never have smoked <laughs> weed. It's not my thing. 
I like the smell of it. I'll just stand near you. <laughs> um, but I think for me, did the drops was, work? Did the drop? So no, as the short answer. So no. far, so you need to do it for a while and all the rest of it. But I took it told me to take a drop in the morning and a drop at one p.m. And the time I took the second drop, I don't know if I've maybe put. It's only zero point five milliliters. <laughs> But I might have put too much on or something I don't know But I started hearing voices <laughs> It was freaking out I was like panicking At one point I remember going No no stop Like do you know what I mean Out loud in my room by myself <laughs> I was like no uh, please Like I, I had my head face down in a pillow like this And I was going no And like actually scr- screaming out no So it was that was tough uh, that, was, that was last week uh, So I've been a bit tentative to jump back into the cannabis pool um, But then I, then I got a phone call from the people who prescribed it in the UK Because in the UK you can only get it privately you can't, It's not on the NHS yet Got it So the woman phoned me and goes Because um, it was in the paper I, I told this story like on my Instagram live And it was in the paper And, it, and this woman phoned me and goes Hi there Lewis um, We heard you've been having a bit of trouble with the cannabis oil And I was like Oh yeah If by trouble you mean I thought I was going to die Then yes um, But yeah um, I did stop my twitch though So I guess it had, <laughs> the, it had the desired effect In some way I was so much I was, I was focused so much on the fact That I was headed directly towards my death And I was staring death in the face And I would never see my parents or loved ones again that momentarily I stopped twitching. <laughs> you were so distracted by everything. Yeah, I was so distracted by my impending and my impending demise. <laughs> so, if, if anyone out there struggling with Tourette's or anxiety, just get yourself into a life or death situation. Because that's what your fight or flight is. Your fight or flight, you feel like you're in a life or death situation. It's true. You have a panic attack. What to, what to do is, if you feel a panic attack coming on, go to the zoo. Get to the tiger cage. Get into the tiger cage. Because then your anxiety will be like, oh, sh- oh, I'm ready, fight or flight, I'm ready to go now. It's put to good use, you are in danger. Your so, twitch um, will go away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, listen, and a, and, and a year long pass to the zoo is much cheaper than therapy. When you're in the studio making music, <laughs> yeah. do you channel all the anxiety into something else or does it linger? Does it hang in the room? It hangs in the room and it hangs in my belly. Um, in general, I, yeah, no, I, I, I hold it quite. And that's the thing as well. I, I get twitchy and anxious when I get, like I said, like when I get excited. So when we're writing a really good song, I'm like, yes, this is amazing, guys. And I'm like trying to like. Is it kind of how that. you feel it? Yeah, kind of, but it's like doesn't feel good when I'm doing that, like all the jumping about and stuff. So it's like, and also when you're trying to write it, it's quite distracting when you're yeah. like mm-hmm. your body's like kind of jump. It feels like you're jumping out your own skin. Um, so yeah, I definitely I try and channel like any emotion that I'm tr- that I'm trying to convey in the song through like into this the music that I'm making. But um, yeah, the anxiety ones for me were the, were. The, the first one we wrote was a song called The Pretender, which is on, I mean, I haven't told anybody that, though, an exclusive. Uh, yeah, so that, there you go. Um, <laughs> and that's, uh, that was a song that, that was uh, the first song we wrote about my sort of imposter syndrome, if you will. And um, yeah, and then that kind of opened the door to like writing more about anxiety and all these other sort of mental health issues that I have. Do you feel any healing or... <sighs> No way Not one bit of respite Unfortunately my man See when people say Writing songs is my therapy I would like to see I would like to see The songs that those people Are writing Because Writing songs for me Is not a form of therapy It's just For me it's like I've written the song 
the song is the song. I should. I still need to go to therapy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I would say that to anybody out there. You know how singers are like, oh, my, writing songs is my therapy. And if you're a budding singer who's going through some stuff, go, you should go to therapy as well. Don't just write the song and think, I'm sorted forever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> Does it play any hand, though? I don't think so. Honestly, I like for some people it must, and that's great, and fair play to them, or more power to them. But for me, I just see it as like, I don't know I, I, Writing a song Isn't like me Getting anything off my chest Because I'm quite an open person yeah. just, As what you've probably gathered In yeah. the first 20 minutes of this <laughs> Picked up on that Yeah yeah exactly <laughs> So it's like I'm quite an open person I talk about these things a lot So putting them into like a A little tune Doesn't make me feel Much better It makes me feel Good that I can Channel it into something Creative That makes me feel good But In terms of the actual Root of the sort of <clears throat> I'd say the root of my so like my anxiety writing about my anxiety doesn't make my anxiety feel any better do you know what I mean mm-hmm. writing a song about me being an, feeling like an imposter doesn't make me feel like any less of an imposter is what I'm saying but I do feel like I'm lucky to have that like a creative outlet to put it in Um, so I feel good that I've d- made, done something with it or used or done something productive with it but I don't feel like I'm if I go to therapy I feel like I'm maybe helping to unravel and get to the root of the thing oh hell yeah whereas the song is just oh I've got I've got something out of this do, do the I mean? same rules apply to relationships <sighs> what until no until uh, like heartbreak maybe a bit better because that's not so much like it's not it's not just you yeah exactly because that's maybe a bit more like yeah maybe but I never write songs about heartbreak until like six months after the fact because I always feel like in the moment it's maybe a bit too I like my head I'm so in it that I can't make sense of anything that I like to be like sort of have some clarity about like mm. where I am etc so if I'm, in, if, I'm, if I'm feeling heartbroken and I'm like oh I hate that person I'm kind of I have clouded judgement and I don't think or oh, maybe I did something wrong in the relationship that she left me or whatever do you know what I mean I think I think um, yeah I like to be like removed from it to be like Okay, that lady isn't the worst person in the world. I was just going through something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Are you afraid to write songs that early after a breakup? Yeah, because I don't want to write something that I'll regret. Do you know what I mean? I like I want to, especially when these songs are out there. Like, forget me is a song that I wrote a year after my, my relationship ended, and it was about the other person moving on. But then it's been another year till like till release, so I've had time to like really ruminate on it and the rest of it. I would hate to release something that was really disparaging or painted someone in such a negative light when they weren't. And that. yeah, you're clouded by emotion. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't want 100%. to like. That, it lasts like, forever. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly that. It's like, it's not like deleting a tweet. Exactly. <laughs> 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 These things last forever. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, no. But <laughs> in all honesty, it's, um, uh, what, the, what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. In all honesty, it's like I don't want to like. It's, I get what the thing is. It's kind of like not to go back to the twelve thing, but it's like it's like you wouldn't. I'm sure Kanye West regrets a lot of the tweets and stuff he's done about Kim Kardashian over the last couple of months. Totally. And so he should. <laughs> like, I mean, I think we're all clear on that, for sure. <laughs> and I think, um, like, obviously, I don't know him or them, so, uh, like, I'm thinking, but, like, I think in terms of 
knee-jerk emotion or knee-jerk reactions to things are seldom the right calls. Do you know what I mean? In all aspects of life. Yeah, exactly. Work, relationship, family relation, yeah. literally everything. 100%. And I think for me to write a song when I'm quite biased to my own feelings because I'm feeling horrible and I'm feeling rubbish and I don't know how the other person's feeling as quite as the, as the equivalent of a, a musical knee-jerk reaction do you know what I mean because it's like I I don't know what the other person's going through I haven't stopped to think about what they're going through I, I'm only talking from my side and my side only so I do like to have some sort of or at least try and understand where the other person's coming from and it's hard to do that when you split up immediately because then even and even also though like if you if I was to if I broke up with someone I would I would think that I was a dick for a long time until I like because I saw if I saw how upset they were I would think that I was a dick whereas six months after the fact you kind of go no do you know what I think I was right to do that and I don't once the guilt is sort of washed away it gives you a, cl- a, a clearer view as well. So it's not necessarily even just from the point of being heartbroken. Do you know what I mean? So do you take notes on things between the breakup and six months, a year later? No, I just, I think I just, it's, it's something that is so far at the front of my mind in those six months that I'm able to like, you know, I'm able to sort of, I'm quite good at like, one, making mountains out of molehills. So like, <laughs> which is needed. Yeah, which is good for some rain. Yeah. But two, I'm quite good at like retaining that sort of. I'm good at putting myself back in a situation. Uh, like I'm good at putting myself back into how I felt at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Is that so, em- like what is like is that empathy? Is that what is that? I don't know. You're smarter than me, Zach. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's the first time I've ever heard that word in my life. Not talking. But um, but yeah, no. I've, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I think I'm just good at like um, I don't know, just putting myself back into that sort of um, headspace, if you will. Well, can we go back to about a month ago and you're getting ready to release Forget Me? Like, how yeah. are you feeling where you're like, oh shit, do people care about me anymore? Or? Exactly that. Really? Get out of my head, Dan. Honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I was yeah, no, that. Was exactly, that was exactly it. It was like, do people care? How the hell is this going to be, like, received? The music has moved on massively in the last two years. Mm-hmm. How people consume music moved on massively. Um, it's true. Human beings are fickle. <laughs> if you're watching public... <laughs> You fickle motherfuckers! <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, people do move on, and I'm not. It's also not lost on me. I am a male singer songwriter. I am a white male singer songwriter. It's rare. Yeah, very, very, very. <laughs> yeah, you might say it's an it's, a, it's an oversaturated market, right? <laughs> it's it's like I'm aware that this is like, the whole. Everyone talks about unique selling points and all the rest of it. We're all quite similar, right? We're all writing songs about our heartbreaks. It just depends on which one's the catchiest. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of the it's thing. True. Um and I so I am just like there's a lot of, there's a lot of choice out there. And um I, d- I wouldn't blame people if they moved on. But also there's a lot of shit out there. So I just want to make that clear. So I was when the like, gate when the gatekeepers go away, yeah. the shit flows endlessly. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. The shit the shit be flowing. It's that shit doth flow like the rivers of Babylon Um, but the cream always rises to the top yeah the cream always comes out yeah these other whites don't have the voice that you have these other whites (laughs) (laughs) these other white boys don't have nothing Um, no but (laughs) thank you I appreciate that but there is there is like I'm just saying like there there is a a lot and even excluding that there is a lot of choice there is more music now than there ever has been being released day on day or whatever so and some of the stuff, the great stuff that's getting put out is great. 
So like I'm on the last record, someone you loved was number one here before you go was top ten here. And I'm like I look at the top ten now and I'm like the fuck the shit's good. The shit in there is fucking great. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 intense. Also, you've got the king white male singer songwriter right now Harry, Harry Styles yeah. so that guy is really fucking he needs to take a couple of months off for my <laughs> sake please Harry I beg you I love you so, I think you're so talented I think you're great I think you're the best there is just now please just give me like four months to get a song away <laughs> let me get one song away and then and then you go make a film. Go I saw Don't Worry Darling. I thought it was great. Did you really? I did yeah. What did I think it was great? Yeah, well you know, did you saw it? Yeah, I saw it, yeah, yeah. Did what? you see that? No, not yet. It's great. You like it? Yeah, I think he's great in it. I think it, it got it's had more bad press than it deserves. L- look at you, Louis Capaldi, movie reviewer, correct? Movie reviewer, yeah. So there you go, Harry. I'm fucking fighting in your corner. <laughs> so give me a little fucking bit of breathing space here. Okay? Okay, you handsome bitch. <laughs> Do you have a date for this album? Do I have a date for the album? Yeah. Fuck knows, man, honestly. Just whenever Harry Styles isn't releasing music. Or oh, whenever I fucking... And then a bit Ed Sheeran's coming back soon as well, yes. and I'll be like... Just the boat... Can you both just give me some fucking room, please? <laughs> I fucking can't... I can't deal with this I mean, anymore. Is that a conversation... You know, like, country music... They stare at each other's way. Well, the, yes, they'll call each other... Yeah. And they'll coordinate with each with yeah. each other I'll need to speak to Ed I don't think I don't have a direct contact for Harry Styles right at this moment in time I thought you did you text him no you yeah, DM'd him I DM'd him oh. a picture a video oh god at 4 what? in the morning why good question Zach I wish I knew the answer myself who'd he call it was well he texted me back and said it was an Instagram DM because I don't have his number because of course I don't but it was a can I sit forward is that okay is you, that going to ruin you your shot do whatever you want so I had sent him. Sorry, I'm getting serious now. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've, been holding, I've been holding the cough. So, so basically, let, it out. let the coughs out, brother. <laughs> there you go. So, I think I've said brother about 400 times in this interview, by the way, as well. Um, uh, excuse me. Um, Instagram DM. It was a video. You know how they disappear. Oh. So I don't know what it was, but I know he screenshotted it. Can I show you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please, please. And do you know, I know because you know how like it says it has a little mark when someone screenshotted it. Wait, this is. But he says. But he says. <laughs> he says, um, this feels a bit like a you up text. <laughs> and I said, and I was so nervous. I says, oh my lord, I can only apologise. <laughs> Did he ever respond to that? No. <laughs> Wait, you see that mark? Oh my gosh, he screenshotted. He screenshotted your video. So actually. <laughs> Harry Styles is a fucking screenshotter. <laughs> Newsflash, world. <laughs> and I don't. By the way, I've never met this man. To really? This day. So I mean, it was my fault. I, I don't know what I've sent him. But um, yeah, so it's a real worry. I think you're okay. Probably not. Well, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Whatever it was, to elicit response like this feels like a you up text. Yeah. Are you- I, I must have been trying to. I must have been trying to. Just get in Harry Styles' pants. And it's okay. Are you nervous about meeting him and asking him? And I don't think I'll get close enough to him to meet him after this. <laughs> I think his security's probably got like my face somewhere on, on, a, on a piece of paper, and it's like if you see this man, tackle. We even call it once. We have an album coming out, but we don't know the date. We have a title for it, but it's what's the title? Do you know it? No, I no, I don't know. Oh, I can't tell you, but we, we ha- it's long. 
Is it, like how, how many how many how many words? So we don't learn from our mistakes. He's counting. Luis Capaldi is counting. Oh, wow! Oh my god! It That's works. a paragraph. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to get serious with my music, and I get serious with my titles. Um, yeah, no, eight, eight, I think. Eight. 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 Let's say eight. And it will come out eventually. <laughs> It'll be out. You'll get it one day. If I, if if this song goes well, if forget me bombs. I'm not putting out another fucking song for you, world. <laughs> In fact, let me make that clear right now. If Forget Me goes tits up, I will not be putting out any more music. You're on the record? Yes. You're on the record. I won't be putting out any other music because it, it will prove to me that you don't want to hear me. <laughs> so fly this up the charts if you want some more music because I swear to fuck, I'll just... I'll take my money and run. <laughs> you have enough of it, right? I'll go live in Puerto Rico. <laughs> With Logan Paul? I'll go live in the Bahamas. <laughs> I actually don't. I actually don't mind Logan Paul and Jake Paul, but well, but, I, I, I kind of I like them. They've kind of. Do you know what? They've had this sort of renaissance. Yeah. Of like. To rebrand. Yeah, Logan Paul especially the rebrand yes. has been the rebrand has been strong. Yeah. The rebrand has been so strong. It's impressive. Yeah, totally. Well, well, also, I think he seems he seems quite like genuinely remorseful for mm-hmm. you know filming that dead guy. It's also like. Uh, <laughs> Casual. Yeah. Imagine if your your whole life was filmed and you were a teenager. You'd probably okay. look back and be like, I'm a, daddy, I'm a dickhead too. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let yeah. me ask you a question about something bros. completely different. Is it true that you wanted to make more upbeat music because you were on stage and you looked out the crowd and you're like, these people are bored as fuck? Yeah. I know. I didn't want to make up, upbeat music. I wanted to make them faster. Okay. Because people were like, they just, when it was like, not so much the hits, not so much the, the big records, but the deep cuts. We're definitely sending people a bit like, <laughs> like just kind of looking around, sort of falling asleep and stuff. So yeah, sad. And the music is now sad and fast. It's much like my lovemaking. <laughs> Are you down to take a phone yeah. call from a fan? Yes, of course. Imagine it was Harry Styles. I don't. I'm not getting his voice. That was you. No, my friend Roman Kemp. He does a really good impression of Harry. Exceptional. Exceptional, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, but we, yeah, I can't do it. We like Roman Kemp. We love Roman Kemp. Yeah, and pe- people, people, you know, he's he, like us uh, in the UK. I yeah. know Roman. He's from here. He was born in LA. Well, he sounds like he's from the UK. Yeah, very good looking. That man. He's handsome. His yeah. dad, his dad was hands- yeah. as handsome as well. He he has famous parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. nepotism oh. baby. Yeah, we you see nepo, you. You nepo baby Roman. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, he's uh, yeah. They're famous. Shirley Kemp, who was like, I, I believe she was in. Was she in Wham? Uh, no, she was in another pop group. Okay, but she was very, very close with George Michael. And that's she's his in the godfather. Video, yeah, that's his godfather, and then his dad was in a Spandau Valley, I believe. Was that Buddy Big of Gold? Always believe in your soul. No, but I like it. That's great. You should listen to it, bro. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay, Roman Camp. We see you. Yeah, we see you, Roman. Let's say hello to Bailey. Hello, Bailey. Her uh, her bio says that she's a big pop girly. Do you have any questions? Okay. I am so nervous. I'm so sorry. Um, so you should be nervous, oh Bailey. We're live. Oh my god. We're live, no, Bailey. Don't you mess this up, talk. Bailey. No pressure. We're live right now, and we've got a time schedule, and you're really yeah. eating into it. But um, I know, I know. You're you really, uh, Bailey. I'm really sorry to say you're eating into our time, big time. Yeah, you've already. <laughs> Zach's already. The mask has started to slip, and he's already saying he's he's tapping his I wrist am. and saying and yawning. He's doing that yawn thing, but um, but you go for Bailey. I'm here with you. I support you. I'm a pop girly too. Let's go. 
Pop girlies unite. Yeah, yeah, um, thank Harry you. Styles, we have both sent him embarrassing text messages. Yeah, exactly. um, what what is like your favorite part of new music? I know you said you have a lot of anxiety, but is there anything that's like calming about it in a sense? Um, I like it. I just no. See when you when you think you've written something amazing like when you're really proud of something you've done so there's no better feeling than like for example like forget me coming out and stuff was great but there was no better feeling than writing that on the day because when you feel like yes like we everyone in the room who's worked on it so for me this song it was Michael Pollack who's a great writer so um, talented was one of the best and um, this guy Tom Barnes from TMS and Phil Plested who's another incredible writer and um, so it was us four in Scotland and that feeling when you feel like you've got one and the studio aren't not even it doesn't even you have to don't have to feel like this is a hit record, but when you feel like oh we've got something that everybody feels is really special and they really care about like the buzz off that is like his next level and then you spend the next two weeks I see you're listening to it on repeat. It's like it's just that that feeling is just genuinely um it's genuinely as close to magic as you could possibly imagine. That's gave me goosebumps. Thank you, Bailey. <laughs> we appreciate you, Bailey. Peace and love, sis. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace. Peace out. You know, I appreciate you, Lose Capaldi Beyond. I thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, we're done. No way. Well, I, I mean. <laughs> oh, we are? No, I mean. Well, we I mean, I want to talk about his, his the nudity. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, so, six inches. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to know, like, do you think people misinterpret self-deprecation for confidence? Uh, yeah, and I, th- but I also think sometimes people misinterpret it. So they do misinterpret it for confidence, but they also, and I think that's the one side of it. I think the other side of it is misinterpreting it for something like, it's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes people think I'm like, oh, he's saying these things, but he really must be going through it. It's like, no, it's just, I saw someone say like, I'm really uncomfortable with how Lewis Capaldi's new campaign seems to be him laughing at him being overweight in Speedos. The fact that me being overweight has had nothing, I thought had nothing to do with it. I just thought me and Speedos is quite funny. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Sometimes things just aren't that, they're not that, they're not that deep and they're not that, um, excuse me, there's no like kind of deeper meaning or there's no other thing going on sometimes it's just it's just it seemed like it'd be it would elicit a small chuckle from someone do you and know what I mean did. exactly thank you very much and I think um, so yeah I think the self-deprecation thing people assume sometimes yeah on the on the on the one hand it's like oh man he must be so secure and confident in himself because he can sort of like go at himself I would like to not be the way I am just now and I'm working on it same but I still think I can still realise Oh, but it's just, it's not like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much I weigh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a very personal thing. If you want to lose weight, great. But I don't think, like, I'm I'm happy with it. It's like, I'm not like waking up every day going, fuck, I hate myself. It's just like, I think we can, you can like still self-deprecate in that way and not be like, it doesn't have to be, oh, I, oh I'm, I'm just so secure. And it doesn't also have to be, oh, I'm really going through it. And this is really hard and I'm really struggling. I can just notice the fact that yeah oh look I'm a bit chubby cool that's, that's, that's I think in Scotland it's a very common thing to just self-deprecation across the board is a big thing people who are like so like unbelievably good looking 
are very good at self-deprecating and all the rest of it. Like fucking interesting. Like if you talk, if you look at, have you seen Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street? Yeah, yeah. That whole thing is Charon Tatum like taking the piss out of himself for being like good looking and being like that. Is that whole thing is like subverting these expectations? So I think it's like. I think yeah I think people sometimes read too much into it as for either or confidence or lack thereof I, I'm incredibly self-deprecating but I am so not confident and I do feel like people around me will think I am confident yeah yeah for sure and I think and that is just as bad because then sometimes it's like people will meet you in public I have people I have other people who come up to me and are like or, or will tweet me things that are like um, that are jokes but like <laughs> they haven't really got the nuance of like like when I'm making jokes about my own weight it's different I, than you yeah I like to think it's like slightly nuanced and I'm kind of poking fun it's very much directly at me <laughs> it's not just ha ha man fat like do you know what I mean whereas I think oh, online some of these people kind of lose a bit of that nuance so they'll just tweet me things like ah you fat piece of shit we love you man and it's like <laughs> it's like it's like wait right Thank you. <laughs> I think you're kind of missing a couple of steps here, um, but I do think, yeah, I think. Um, but people as well, people are well-meaning and they want to be part of the joke and stuff. But I think, yeah, sometimes people sort of miss the miss the best, miss the sort of nuance of it. I think. I, I do think that people see themselves in you, and you sharing see, see themselves inside, inside of me, inside of him, yeah, yeah, all yeah. six inches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> they feel very connected, though. Like really, yeah. they identify and feel understood by what you oh. go through and by exactly who you are in your being, and also in the lyrics that you put out there and mm -hmm. the songs you make. Mm -hmm. and, and it's also matched by the life you choose to share online. Mm -hmm. So, as um, I really, I, at least I do. So, speaking no, for myself, thank you, man. Cheers. I, no, I appreciate, it. and I, I would hope that's the case. I think every, I sometimes see a lot of people online. Like if I post something that's quite like if I'm like talking about going for a shit or something and people are like people find a way to like pick, pick apart anything I'm just posting that because I went for a shit and this <laughs> thing happened and I thought like the other day I had a shat and it was like bright red and I thought I was bleeding internally but I had had like four bags of flaming Hot Cheetos <laughs> earlier <laughs> So, it was like, so that's the problem. So that was the, that was the problem, yeah. Um, the the red fingers should have been a dead giveaway, but I just thought I'd maybe gone too far in with the. Um, um, but uh, um, but yeah, I think people then are like, oh, the people are like, oh, he's he's like, oh, look at me, I'm so relatable and that stuff. It's like, no, that's not kind of what I'm doing. I'm just being myself, mm -hmm. and I think, um, I I think now being yourself is something that I've seen. You see people do Ed Sheeran's done it for years And Adele's done it for years Etc But I think Now a lot of it is You can also It can also be contrived Being yourself Like mm -hmm. if people have these images Especially now TikTok's massive And all the rest of it You see like This sort of like Oh I'm just being me But you can tell it's not them Sort of thing um, But yeah I think the aim is just to make people feel like Listen See if I can become a pop star Anybody can do anything do you know what I mean? If I can become a pop star and be like, I've been in, I've been in magazines, Zach. I've been in magazines. You really believe that? I've dressed the same since I was fourteen years old. And look at you now. And look at me now. And it feels. Listen, I've had the same haircut since I was in primary. Oh, uh, six years old. Primary two is what we call. And it works. Secondary. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, you don't have to be like. You don't have to be ripped a bit like shredded yeah. and whatever or the best looking it's fine it's fine 
Just Wait, be you, yourself and you'll be grand. You know you have the talent where you could go the opposite, right? You mentioned Adele. She doesn't post a lot on social media ever. Mm. Yes. You have that ability. I think... But, you went three years without posting. Yes, but that uh, I, it was hard. Uh-huh. It was very hard. Because um, I did, like, like, so much shit happened that I was like, oh, that would be so funny to talk about. I mean, not COVID, obviously, but, like, <laughs> not COVID. That wasn't funny. <laughs> but everything else that was happening. <laughs> but everything else was, uh, yeah, hilarious. But, um, but I think for me, it was, like... It was that was more about giving other people a break than giving me a break. Interesting. I think I was I was quite in your face a lot, and on Instagram I'll go hard I'll go hard on the paint in terms of buy my album, buy my album. <laughs> like I I will go like I'm not shy about promoting. Like I've made this thing I'm really proud of, and I'm going to like shove it down your throats as much as I can because I believe in it and I want you to buy it and I want it to do well because I've worked really hard on it. So. When I'm doing that, I understand that can become quite annoying. So I feel like just give people a little bit of breathing space <laughs> and just when they think they're safe, <laughs> you come back in. Pounce back on them. <laughs> I said in an interview this morning, I said, I used to call myself America's sweetheart, but now I feel more like America's hemorrhoid because I'm like, <laughs> because just when you think it's gone, you've forgotten about it. There it is again. <laughs> so yeah. I love you. I love you too. I love you. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. You can come and hang out whenever you want. Do you have any final thoughts? What? Before, final thoughts? But no, well, before the interview, you were talking about potentially starting a band one day with some famous friends. Is yes. that actually a real thought of yours? I would love to do it. I would love to do it. I've got me and my piano player in my band have this massive list of band names. There was one that we could talked about beforehand, but we won't bring that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we won't mention that one. Uh, but that, we have this massive list of band names now, like, if we'll be in a conversation and it'll be like I don't know like it, there was a conversation we were having about and my piano player said something about I don't really want to talk about all my dead relatives and I was like dead relatives is a great band name that is cool. do you know what I mean <laughs> so we've got like but we've got hundreds now like it's absolutely mental it's like my favourite one's Pleasure Kit Pleasure like, Cat Kit K-I-T oh Pleasure Kit because if you go to a hotel it's, I was staying at the W Hotel once and they have these pleasure kits mm-hmm. which is like it's like lube yeah. condoms butt plugs that sort of thing <laughs> and it's like yeah so that was like that's so cool that's such a cool band name and that's where it pleasure all started kit. but yeah and also like Rock and Roll Los Angeles 1966 wow what I found is the longer the name is the better yeah <laughs> yeah the longer the name is the cooler it is so you Niall Phonetic, phonetical alphabetical <laughs> that's a name yeah. Mr. Resistor if they, if they rhyme, it's really good as well. Okay, got it. Got uh, but it. me, Niall, Ed, mm-hmm. Elton. <laughs> Absolutely, can't forget him. Uh, who else? Who else? Hmm. I mean, that's a good foursome. It's a good. Fo- it is a good foursome. I wonder who comes out on top in that foursome. <laughs> um, yeah, just us four. Just us four guys. Just us four guys hanging the fuck out. <laughs> And you guys too. Thank you so much. We'll we'll definitely be there supporting banners the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see. It's a six them. Yeah, six them. Pleasure kit. Yeah, pleasure kit. And we're all coming, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Coming to the band. Coming to the band. Of course, of course. (laughs) Louis Capaldi, everybody. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. You are absolutely incredible. I really appreciate you being on, sir. (laughs) Cheers, Uh, man. uh, Do we have a tour, by the way? Uh, Next year, we'll be going away on tour somewhere. I'd imagine. Um, Next year, yeah. Next year. Who gives a fuck? Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for making it through our conversation with Louis Capaldi. He's a special one, right? 
he was so honest and open today and I appreciate him with every fiber of my being. And I appreciate you for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Now be safe, hug your family if you can and do not go to jail. Have an amazing day. Keep listening to music because I do believe that it helps make the world go around. Talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.